Our first guest, one of our favorites, college football insider for ESPN, also analyst for College Game Day on ESPN Radio, the Stats and Info crew, and also a college football playoff kind of cat. Brad, good morning. Griffin, Pat Smith, you doing well? Good morning, guys. Yeah, doing well. This is the, uh, the time of the year where it starts to get real, isn't it? Oh, man, it, it's, it's getting absolutely crazy. Just give us, I love the uh, initial question of just the stuff that jumped out at you as, you as you looked at the college football poll initially. Well, the, the first thing was related to Wisconsin, and I guess that was probably the main thing. You know, the, the top five all won last week, so we weren't expecting any change there, um, and, and we didn't get any. But you look at Wisconsin now, and we had had the debate previously as to whether they would get into the playoff even if they're undefeated. Would their schedule be so weak that you still couldn't make a great case for them? You know, it, it seemed like there was a, a strong possibility they'd only have one ranked win at the end of the season, and that would be whoever they beat in the Big Ten championship game. Well, I think that the Iowa win over Ohio State actually helped them out because uh, Iowa now sitting there at number 20 Wisconsin plays Iowa this week, so that's going to give them a chance to, to get a win that's going to impress the voters that we hadn't foreseen. Northwestern, who they have already beaten, uh, just squeaked in at number 25, and so there's another team they've beaten that the committee, you know, uh, the, the, the committee says is a good team. And then uh, Michigan, who they play next week, we're told, is just on the outside looking in because they haven't beaten anybody so far. And, and who knows, maybe Michigan becomes ranked. And then obviously the uh, the Big Ten championship opponent, while not a top five opponent anymore, uh, would still be a ranked team. And so I think you're seeing it lay out where, okay, by the numbers, you could maybe make a case for Wisconsin to get in if they're undefeated. The big question remains, though, if everybody wins out in front of them, which is uh, you know a very small likelihood, who are you going to drop in order to put Wisconsin in there? I think that's the, that's the magic question, and that's why <laughs> – that's why everyone up there not only needs to win, uh, at least the teams with one loss, uh, they not only need to win, but they need to look good doing it. The SEC feels like they're in pretty good shape, Brad, in regards to, to Georgia, Alabama, Auburn. They can make noise. They could find themselves in the college football playoff as well. But I wanted to go the opposite end of this. What would be the nightmare scenario in which the SEC, or is there one, where not only they, they couldn't get two in, but they couldn't even get one in their conference champion. It's kind of difficult to see that at the moment. I, I think it would have to start with Auburn winning the conference. And so you have to ask what would have to happen elsewhere for Auburn not to get in as a two-loss team because the way things have kind of cleared out in the Pac-12 and the way that uh, they've set up in the Big Ten to this point where you're probably just a Wisconsin loss away, uh, then, you know, it's looking good for Auburn if they were to do the, the most difficult part, which is to win their remaining games. Um, I mean, I would guess that that the worst scenario would be, like I said, that, that Auburn wins out, wins the SEC, and then you have uh, either Clemson or Miami sitting there out of the ACC. You have, uh, let's say, Oklahoma runs the table, finishes with one loss in the Big 12. So between... Clemson or Miami and Oklahoma, there are two of them right there. Um, let's say uh, Notre Dame uh, finishes out with just that one loss, and then uh, Wisconsin goes undefeated. I think those are those are four teams that would definitely be ahead of a two-loss Auburn. Now, what's the likelihood of those all happening? Um, it's not very high. 
But that would be the worst case scenario, I think, for the SEC, where they could actually get shut out after you know spending the the first part of these rankings having both number one and number two. So a follow up to that in regards to Wisconsin, I guess I was looking at it with with Wisconsin's lack of non conference schedule power, albeit they would be the Big Ten champion. Would that dwarf any potential of a two loss SEC champion Auburn team? making the football playoff. In other words, you don't see a scenario where Wisconsin, even if they were undefeated, that they could be shut out by a two-loss Auburn SEC champion. No, I don't think Auburn would be the – I mean, excuse me, I don't think Wisconsin would be the team in the discussion as to whether they should be left out. That would be uh, just that – would, that would be way too much for me to imagine the committee doing, is putting a two-loss team in over an undefeated team from a power five. Now, could you justify putting a two-loss over a one-loss? Um, I, I've said since this playoff began that at some point, if you're going to back up everything you say as a selection committee about the importance of schedule strength, uh, at some point you have to put a two-loss team in over a one-loss team because the two-loss team played a stronger schedule. Um, but two-loss over undefeated seems like a stretch. So in the scenario that I just played out, you'd have to be able to make the case for Auburn over one of those others, obviously Auburn's not going to get in over a one-loss Clemson because they lost to them head-to-head. Um, and so you take Wisconsin out. It just comes down to Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Now, Auburn would have twice beaten Georgia, who who lost and excuse me, who Notre Dame lost to. So if you're looking for a you know for a for a shot there, I think that's the one. Notre Dame obviously would not have the conference champion designation because they, they don't have the opportunity to get that. So I would think that's where the committee would really have the most serious conversation um, about putting Auburn in over a one-loss team. It would probably be um, with Notre Dame. Of the ones with a chance, who has the absolute worst chances? <laughs> with, with a scenario you think could unfold? Or is it so oh, convoluted uh, that it's hard to even say that? Yeah, I mean – Basically, so you're you're not talking about the ones we've already discussed, but just right. general scenarios right. at large. I, I think probably Washington. You know, you start to get into. I mean, I, I think any two loss team outside of Auburn is a completely far fetched scenario. So 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 let's just stick to one loss teams here. And and Washington is the one that I was looking at. In fact, we're going to do an exercise on the podcast today uh, where we're throwing out various scenarios and and you know. Who would you take? Who would you take? Which four? And I had to come up with one where uh, I, just, I just labeled it chaos, where you have a bunch of two lost conference champions, and that's the only one I could see where you could justify putting a 12-1 and Washington in. Now, the interesting thing about this is that Washington's schedule, if they end up playing and beating USC in the, in the conference championship, it's actually going to end up a little bit better than it was last year. And then everybody just took shots at their schedule a year ago when they did get in the playoff. The difference was, if you go back and look at it, Washington came in at number four, number five, number six, like those teams right behind them were all two loss teams. And so they made it in over a bunch of two loss teams uh, with that week schedule. I don't think Washington's going to be able to, you know, make it in over a, another one loss team. It's going to have to be like last year. So you have to start coming up with scenarios where, you know, where you have, you know, maybe two other teams out there with fewer than two losses other than them. And then it's just basically a bunch of teams with multiple losses. And that's, that's what I think it would take to get Washington in. But I think they're a pretty good team and I think they got a good shot to win the PAC 12. Uh, I just, that, that schedule, uh, it's not helping them out at all.
We're talking to Brad Edwards, ESPN College Football Insider, analyst for College Game Day on ESPN Radio, and our resident college football playoff expert. Okay, I've got a scenario for you since we're talking about hypothetics. Alabama wins until they get down to the plains of Auburn. Auburn wins until they play Alabama. They knock off the tide. Alabama finishes the regular season in second place in the SEC West. They don't go to Atlanta. They only have the one loss, and that is to Auburn at Auburn. Auburn goes to the SEC championship game, knocks off Georgia again. Is Alabama completely out of the college football playoff mix, not winning their division, not playing for the, the championship of the conference, but they only had the one loss? Not necessarily. Uh, th- that scenario you just mentioned, is uh, that's what, what is included in my, my chaos scenario for today's <laughs> podcast. Okay. Which is that Auburn wins the SEC, Alabama sitting there at 11-1, and one. Uh, obviously, Georgia would have two losses to Auburn at that point, so Georgia's out of it. But if you look around the rest of the country, there there are opportunities for things to happen that could get Alabama back into it. Let's start with the Pac-12, where even right. if Washington were to win out, I still think the committee would take a twelve and one, excuse me, an eleven and one uh, Alabama over a twelve and one Washington. It's not a slam dunk, but I, but I think they would. And then you could end up with a, a two loss. Uh, Big Ten champ, all that has to happen is Wisconsin loses to anyone the rest of the way. Two-loss champ out of the Big Ten, I don't think gets in over Alabama. There's no two-loss team that would have enough significant wins uh, for them to make that move. You know, and then and then I think one thing that would really help Alabama in that scenario, so if, if, if Tide fans are kind of looking ahead and anticipating the, the worst and, and wanted to start rooting for it, uh, root for Miami this weekend against Notre Dame because I think Notre Dame getting knocked out uh, would make it easier as well because then you could end up with you know with Clemson uh, or Miami winning the ACC and I think it would be tough to make a case for the loser of that championship game over Miami excuse me over Alabama so that's that's I think how it would set up and of course there's always the possibility in the Big Twelve um, where you have two teams left with fewer than two losses Oklahoma and TCU they play each other this weekend and the way the conference uh, format is set up is that. Um, more than likely they would end up rematching for the conference title. So if they end up splitting those two games, then everyone in the Big 12 has two losses. So those are the types of things, if enough of them happen, um, and, and you don't have uh, but you know three one-loss teams sitting out there at the end that are conference champs and Notre Dame's not sitting there with a loss, then I think you uh, – excuse me, I, two. More, no more than two one-loss conference champions and, and include Notre Dame in that group because Auburn with two losses would take another spot. So I think Alabama would have a, a pretty good chance of getting the fourth if they get enough help there. Jay Brad Edwards, our guest, a few minutes here, College Football Insider ESPN on the uh, Birds Bar and Pizza Hotline there at Lakeview District, Birds Bar and Pizza with the Artisan Pizza and the Cold Pints. Um, so who has the least amount of holes, in your opinion? Let's just talk football on the hmm. field with your eyes here. This I, know, is, I know that's a hard yeah. question because they all really have a deep holes. Yeah, they side do. But, but the Brad least Edwards. amount of holes, who who you feel the best about that you've – Yeah, I mean, you know, prior to last weekend, most people around the country would have said Alabama. Uh, but injuries at linebacker are, you know, creating a glaring hole there. And uh, I'm, I'm really, um, really looking forward to watching that Mississippi State game to see how the Bulldogs attack them. I remember back in the when Alabama played Colorado State, and I think they had four linebackers out for that game. 
Colorado State did a really good job of throwing the tight ends and running backs, got guys who they got isolated on some of those less experienced linebackers. And uh, they threw, I want to say it was about 125 yards they had passing just to those positions, tight ends and running backs. And I think that's what opponents are going to try to do moving forward. Not to mention, if you run the ball well, um, you, you, you know, you got a chance of getting a, a linebacker out of position and making a big play because of that. So um, Alabama certainly has some concerns, and the offense isn't exactly rolling at this stage either. Uh, I, I look around, and you know, I, I have—I I still have questions about Georgia at quarterback. Fromm is great when he has all day to throw, and receivers are wide open. Um, but I do question: Is he ready as a true freshman to handle the moment when his running game gets slowed down, and it's on his shoulders to make plays? That's just something we won't know until he's in that position. And I don't think. Well, I tell you what, he might very well be in that position on Saturday. So we'll find out uh, soon enough on him. And then, you know, I, I, don't, think any question, I don't think there's any question. Oklahoma has a, a hole or two on defense. Yes. You could say that. <laughs> um, That's fair. You know, yeah. I think Clemson, Clemson is a team that I look at, and while, yes, they've lost to Syracuse and they've played a couple close games, there's nothing glaring about them. I, I don't know that there's anything other than defensive line where I'd say they're great, but I think they're good in every other facet of the game. Maybe not special teams, but, but there are a lot of teams that have issues on special teams. Um, but, you know, I think, I think they're, they're good at quarterback, good at running back, good at receiver, good on the offensive line. Just overall offense is good without a glaring hole. And, um, you know, I think if you're going to look at their defense, their secondary, but I, I don't think they're a bad secondary. So uh, maybe Clemson is the best answer to that question where I, I just I don't see a, a glaring flaw. We're going to only limit it to the 10 teams, the top 10 teams in this week's college football playoff rankings. But out of those 10 teams, which teams, as of right now, do you believe have the biggest opportunity to do the most complaining when the final college football playoff rankings come out? In other words, the team that's going to be at number five and six that are going to have the, the most belly aching to do towards Bill Hancock? Uh, I, I can see it being Notre Dame. Really, as inconceivable as this may be to those of us who have been on the planet a little bit longer than others, um, I don't think it's far-fetched at all that Notre Dame could win out and be left out. Uh, and and hmm. in the in the scenario where Wisconsin goes undefeated, and I still don't think that's likely, but if that happened, and let's say you've got an undefeated SEC champ, whether it's Alabama or Georgia, you get uh, a one-loss Clemson or an undefeated Miami, either one out of the ACC. Actually, it couldn't be an undefeated Miami because that would have given right. Notre Dame a loss. Right. So let's say, let's say Clemson at 12-1. and one. Oklahoma finishes 12-1 and one as the Big 12 champ. Those three are in. If Wisconsin is undefeated, I, I asked the question earlier, who are you jumping them over? I think the easiest thing to do for the selection committee, especially if Alabama wins the SEC championship, Georgia sitting there with one loss. The easiest thing to do as a committee is not have to deal. Let me take a step back. I don't think the committee wants to put two teams from one conference into this playoff. If they can avoid it in any way, I think they will. And the way you avoid it in this scenario is you put Wisconsin in, you leave Georgia out, and you say, you know what? Georgia couldn't make the top four. So Notre Dame, you lost to Georgia, so we can't put you in either. That's where that's the one I can see. And I'll say this: like Georgia could do some belly aching too in this scenario, because I think Georgia's resume, 
at that point, especially if they lose a close game to Alabama, would be clearly top four. I think it would be it would be almost impossible to argue that they didn't deserve to be in the top four. Yet, I can see the committee doing it um, in the interest of not excluding an undefeated Power Five team and also avoiding putting two teams in from one conference. Uh, I may be completely wrong on that, but that that's kind of the way I'll feel about it until I see the committee actually do it. Well, Brad, one thing's for sure. You've made Max Bender happy by saying a one-loss Alabama team still has a shot. Wait, is, he, is he expecting them to lose? <laughs> no, he expects them to go undefeated, <laughs> but I'm just saying the worst-case nightmare scenario, a one-loss Alabama team and losing to Auburn, but they would still have an opportunity based on all those crazy scenarios. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you just had an Iron Bowl that seemed like everything was on the line? SEC West, you know, oh, yeah. playoff survival, and Auburn wins it, and then Alabama still gets it in the playoff, and Auburn has to beat them again. If that came up, can you imagine if Auburn got in that position where they had to beat Georgia a second time, and then they had to beat Alabama a second time? That, that wow. is um, unreal. That would that be that be yeah, unreal is a good word for it. 